So, I'm going to start, yeah? All right, sweet. Cool. Anyway, now I'm gone blank. Oh, God, <laughs> this is... I did, yeah, yeah. All right, okay, <laughs> all right, okay cool. Hi guys, welcome to the One Podcast. I hope you're all well. Um, and yeah, let's just get it started. So I have a guest with me today, and my guest's name is Kieran. Hi, Kieran. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I thought you know. Just, we can, like, talk and be like, what's new? Because <laughs> we can talk. <laughs> yeah, fully, man. Literally. We haven't talked for a long, a long time, you know. I know, we actually haven't, like, we haven't spoken properly. Exactly. In a long time, but we've been, like, messaging, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, fully, man. Yeah. It's, it's fully been, like, two years, bro. Has it been two years? <laughs> it has to be two years. Is it? When was that? Well, it was the last time I talked to you was a party, wasn't it? That was the first time I met you as well. Oh my days! But that was <laughs> a great party. So, guys, Kieran is going to tell you how we first met. <laughs> Go on, Kieran, take it. Oh my days! We met at Maria's party, innit? Yeah. Maria's birthday party, and we just chat shit for like a whole two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny like literally i don't even remember what we were talking about but all i know is that we was talking and you had a friend with you as well oh my boy yeah that was that was funny bro oh i remember we all got along that was so sick like it was like obviously it was like a barbecue type type situation yeah and it was pretty low-key everyone had their drinks all of that and then yeah. we just started talking about uni and everything and then we just started yeah, literally. Yeah, literally. That's that's how we how we met. That's we met our yeah, party, yeah, and, and then we, just... we caught early. We caught early. Yeah, we should have stayed. Did I? No, I didn't go early. I don't think nah, I did. You didn't. I was nah, still. Didn't. I was still raving. <laughs> <laughs> sober, sober, raving. You know. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. So yeah, what's uh, what's been new with you? How's everything going? Everything's going good, you know. Like, I, quarantine hasn't affected me that much, because um, yeah. I'm I'm currently working for my family business. So, I've are been you? My, yeah, I work it since since uni. I found it was hard getting a job, you know, after uni. I didn't realize how hard. Yeah. And then um, I decided to go to the family business, went straight into marketing, mm-hmm. and I've been working there since. How are you finding um working for family? Because that's that's like stress. another whole. <laughs> a different like, type of stress man i can imagine i guess it's because it's close to home so it is it's one of those things where you're just like uh you can't do much can you it's like just go with the no phone. you have to find passion in it though like because because it's such a family business you're like oh this is my passion now and, and you dedicate yourself to it as if it was a different more so than if it was a random company and um because you realize it's affecting your family directly mm. So and what was yeah, it that you studied at uni again? Was it, um... it was fashion management marketing? Right. Um, how did you find that? That was all right. You know, I really enjoyed my three years, and but then t- towards the end, I, I I kind of fell out of love with the fashion industry, and there's various points as to why, but um, it was more sustainability and more the fact that I found it a very hypocritical 
like they were preaching stuff and it and it felt like they weren't re- they weren't really doing quite a lot of stuff that so okay i'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant there here <laughs> it's to do with rana plaza i, was, I, I remember in second year fashion um, we had a guest speaker come in and she talked about rana plaza and it just like ticked off this it created this spark where i was like I remember hearing about this and it was to do with Primark and Bangladesh and a factory. But then she went into even more detail, which I'd never heard of about the working conditions. And I was just, and it just, it was to me like the fashion industry exploiting my, my people for, for cheap labor. And Mm. they're not really backing up, um, backing up anything they're claiming they should be doing. Like, oh, we investigate warehouses. We audit this, we audit that. But are you really? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where no one is really ever truly going to like disclose what they're doing. Like, it's just say, for example, you know, like obviously Primark is very affordable um, mm. for people, and everyone goes Primark and stuff like that to get their whatever essentials and other bits and pieces. But I feel like for it to be so cheap, how much are you paying the people that are making it? Do you get what yeah. I mean? Like, it just. Yeah it kind of makes you realise that there, there, there's a lot more to this than what we realise. But I feel like a lot of people just, you know, like you, that whole thing of just let's just sweep it under the carpet and no one's ever going to know because everyone's going to still want their, you know, I don't know, their £2.50 socks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, stuff fully. like that. But, but when, when they get that big, they, they, they're they just playing the game, you know, like when you when you become the corporation, you lose touch with your, your partners and all of that. And it's all about how can I benefit? Everyone's a cog in, inside a big machine and then everyone's focusing on their own KPIs and how can I look great in front of my business manager? And if that means, if that means I, I'll, I'll, I'm not, I'm not, I'm cutting some, some path here and there, mm-hmm. then so be it. Uh, but then it, that adds to the, the bigger issue of that hey you're you're jeopardizing people's lives and you're paying them pennies for your own personal profit and obviously primark the, the heads of executive of primark reap the rewards with their million pound bonuses and etc etc while, while these workers are are working a not even nine to five they're working like a nine to nine for the equivalent of like ten ten dollars a day yeah it's crazy man it really is like you don't you don't really think about it until you research on it and do your own like studies and look at it and think, mm-hmm. oh wow, this is what it really is like. But then again, it's it goes for so many other brands as well because you don't know, like you really don't know how fully, man. It's one of those things, but I guess that's how the business kind of goes, isn't it? It's just one of those type of things where we will never fully know what really goes on behind closed doors. Exactly. And, and they will always try and do something to cover it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So shambles. So how so you're so you're enjoying it, right? Like you're you're cool with it? You know, working yeah, I'm with cool your with family. It. I'm cool with it. I think I think long term, uh the the objective is to grow the family business into even more profit, something that could potentially become a job for family members. But um, mm. I, I haven't even disclosed what, what what the business is. We just sell. We've got multiple streams. So we sell luggage. We sell umbrellas. We produce our own. And Ooh. the whole and uh, my job is really just to market this and create create more customers, more partners, all of that. And yeah, so it's it's like ten years deep so far. My dad did this on his ones from two thousand and one. We opened a shop in Richmond. 
and this is around the you know e-commerce boom my dad yeah. moved it to online and it became a hit and it's the whole i've come on board and so my brother he's coming to the end of his unique experience so we're just trying to grow the brand as big as we can um it's much more of a challenge than i thought it would be and uh <laughs> yeah i'm enjoying it no that's good i mean that's the main thing as well like you need to be able to have like passion and enjoy something at the same time you can't you can't go into it half-heartedly because then it, your work is not the outcome of it the end outcome is always not going to be as good as it should be if you don't enjoy what you're doing do you know what I mean yeah so, fully man but you know when you start getting that itch where you're just like nah I need to go <laughs> you know yeah, when you're man. just like you're uh, like nah I need to leave <laughs> oh no it's, I remember that was me at the beginning you know like because <laughs> Because uh, it's very slow at the beginning. It's very slow. Like, you're not seeing any reward. It's at the start of any business. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I, I, I always hear about people preaching about, oh, it's really hard. It's a grind. But I didn't understand how much of a grind. And then, like, I, it, when you're seeing no profits, you're like, oh, it's, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? And then you're, you're still getting no feedback. You're literally, like, finding a needle in a haystack. Yeah. I guess it's because it it obviously means a lot more because obviously it's not anyone else's company it's actually your family company so mm-hmm. that's why it makes them it makes a bigger difference because you're just like no this is this is my own thing this is my family's thing so absolutely you, you know the pressure is like 10 times more <laughs> because you're just like I can't mess this up you know because then Fully, man. Like, then your I, mom and dad are going to be like what are you doing <laughs> yeah bruv like it, it's, it's way more pressure Literally. Like, uh, I, I, like obviously you can't just walk away. But like, yeah, it didn't work. So what? <laughs> like, you can't do that. Next thing, you can't really do that. It, it, it's, it's like it's either here or there, bro. It's yeah. either I, I make it work or I have to find a job elsewhere. And eventually, yeah. I probably will find a job elsewhere. But this what is would you do? Project. What would you do? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm currently I don't know. I could see I can see myself in so many different industries, but it's about can I can I future proof myself and um. I've, I'm interested in tech. I'm interested in finance. I I don't think I'll go. I could. Uh, so as time's gone on, I think I'll move further away from fashion. Mm. And um, even though I have experience, I, I, I definitely think it's time for me to rebrand my industry, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I, I would go work for a marketing firm. Um, again, at the moment, I'm really interested in data at the moment, like data analytics data science, all yeah. of that. And um, that that's what's intriguing me at the moment. Oh, but of course, like two years down the line, my interest may change again. Yeah, I think that's normal though, because at the end of the day, like we're still, we're still young, we're still growing. So, you know, we, I think, guess it's okay to be like, okay, I want to try this and this. And then eventually at one point we are going to all be like, okay, I think I found what I really like doing now. So this is, this is what I want to s- stick to. And I think also now, like our generation, we also do stuff on the side as well. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't, I can't, I can see myself having like that nine to five job back on a... With a side hustle. Yeah, but then there has to be a side hustle. What would your side hustle be? I don't know. Bro, I can see makeup. (laughs) Or hair oil or something, bro. Hair oil? (laughs) Where did hair oil come from? You know what? You know what? There was this Instagram account I saw, yeah. And she's just Indian. And I came across a time ago. And then, yeah. like, every Indian I've, I follow, that I've known was, like, hair by someone. And I'm like, I keep seeing this account somewhere. I click on it. And I'm like, I came across this account two years ago. 
it was nothing. And now she's got like a, she's got like some empire of just hair oils. Hair oil. Hair oil. Like she's got, she's got really like luscious Indian hair, right? Which is standard, right? For most Indians, like they got really yeah. thick, like black hair. Yeah. And um, and I, and then she's selling this hair oil, and I'm thinking like, is it your natural hair or is it the oil? Like. Or is it like extensions? You will never know. Nah, no. It, I, I, if you look at in, like if you look at most Indian girls, they've got really luscious thick hair. Do they? Aki, you got thick hair. What are you talking about? No, nah, man, my hair's well thin. Are you sure? Nah, it, I don't. I don't remember that. It, but I'm like, <laughs> it feels thin. Maybe it's because I put so much like volumizing powder or something that makes it look like, thin. Like, like Indian girls, yeah, or Indians in a household. When you grow up, bro, did you want me to do this? Just like, just round your hair in coconut oil. Mate, uh, I had so much put in my hair, like coconut <laughs> oil, almond oil, olive oil, jasmine oil. I had everything in my hair, literally, like my nan. Um, when I was young, my nan would literally grab me. You know, like those nannies, what they do? Yeah, they yeah. grab you and they're like, look at your hair. Why is it like this? You look like you're homeless. And she would literally <laughs> sit me down, brush my hair and put bare oil in my hair. And she would oh make me, goodness. she would make me sleep in it for that night and then the next day I could wash it and I would have oh, to sleeping it was the worst thing literally she would be like no you're not allowed to take it out and I'll be like oh my god and then in the morning you know what my nan used to do she used to get like baby oil and like slick her hair down with it oh god oh just, what that's what you were made for hair bro it wasn't like loads of oil that she needed to put on you know like a little bit and like she was sli- like not sl- literally like slick it whole down but she'll be like, I'm only putting a little bit on to so my flyaways are like down. I don't know. It's not, it's not, you know how Asians are with their weird theories. And I'm just like, what? Well, just, I just never understood it. But yeah, no, I, I had the most done to me. or I had all the oils you can think of in my hair. <laughs> Except cooking oil and frying oil. So that's it. I didn't have that. Uh, <laughs> but nah, my mum would just go for coconut oil. And like, if you sleep in it, yeah, the next day your pillowcase is smelling. Like, Did you never use put towel down? Nah, I now you say it, it's a pretty clever idea, but I was young, I never thought about that. Duh, you gonna put your towel down? <laughs> Why are you gonna sleep on your pillowcase with oil on your nah, head? It wasn't drenched. Oh, I don't know, bro. It was... oh, it's tragic, man. We got that's like that's like mental torture because I remember crying when that stuff used to happen to because I used to hate it and then I would also be scared because when I would go to school the next day, I'd, people would be like, "Why is your hair so greasy?" For I would literally be like, "Oh, see, I was hair. never one of them because I used to wear a turban, you see." So, I, oh yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah, that's a long story. So how come you don't wear your turban anymore? No, I cut it in. Yeah, I think it was year nine, year ten. I can't remember actually. Uh, but it was it was mainly to do with health. Um, I had really bad eczema at the time, mm. and having long hair wasn't helping at all. Mm. Um, and anyone that grew up from me would remember like I would have patches on my face where there would be no skin, mm. and if hair gets to that, it kind of like sticks to it yeah and it's not it's not really pleasant at all so then I, I went through like a process where I was like you know what I need to get rid of it and obviously being a Sikh it's not it's not it's the most ideal thing to do mm. um especially in a Sikh household and uh yeah so I, I got it removed and obviously there were some tensions but I have really open-minded parents and they were like um 
yeah, they're already open to they're like, it's just your choice, and you've made this choice, so you know, stick with it. You know, don't go back on, etc., etc. And mm. so I was fortunate, but I know a lot of other households, they're way, they they're not. I'm not. They're not as fortunate to have as open my parents. And I've I've been lucky to have. Yeah. And, yeah. Would you ever wear your turban again? You know what? I, I I've I've thought about this multiple times. And I remember, I think in second year, I grew my hair out. And it was the longest I grew it out. It was like um, up to my shoulders, yeah. And, I, and it was just a test. I was like, I wonder if I ever go back, would I be able to go back? Mm. And I grew it to my shoulders and my exit was eczema just deteriorated. Like, really? It just went so bad. Like I remember, I, I've got pictures of like my, <laughs> like, when my eczema goes bad, yeah, my eyebrows fall out. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my re- god. So like in second year, yeah, I had no eyebrows. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> had to draw the eyebrows on, yeah. <laughs> no, I never even draw. I just wore glasses, isn't it? I just wore glasses. Oh yeah. So your so the glasses covered your eyebrows. Yeah, but you met me in third year, so my <laughs> eyebrows came back. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> oh no. But I went for a period, yeah, where I, I had long hair, I had no eyebrows. <laughs> Oh wow! No, that's that's like that's a that's so like different. Like I've never it's heard that. <laughs> like I've never heard that because I suffered from eczema as well. Yeah. And um, oh, it was so bad as well. Like I would have it, you know, like where your um elbows, knees, and like you know, it would be so itchy and inflamed and Please. stuff like that. Literally, it's so bad. And and I also used to get it a lot, like. Um, on my eyelids oh mad yeah, yeah, yeah i know what you mean yeah and it would be so itchy and then your skin is just so like crumbly oh it was horrible but nah, yeah the worst thing is it we'd be like stop itching it stop itching it i'm like bro you don't know what i'm going through go through yeah <laughs> you don't know what i'm going through right now i have to itch it <laughs> and it's so bad as well like literally mine would be so bad that i'd itch it to the point that it would bleed yeah, yeah it tends to happen oh god it's, it's horrible peaking it. It really is. Like, well, you've gone out of it, though, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Like, I haven't got it. Like, I would get it, like, every randomly, like, every so often. Like, I do get, like, random. I I realise now that my eczema and all that, like, stuff, like, if I have, like, if I'm stressing out a lot, like, I get stress hives. Yeah, yeah, stress-induced eczema. Yeah, it stresses, like, stress just makes me go really like patchy and I get it a lot like on my chest like on my stomach and stuff like that like I get really bad like patches and it just looks mm. like hives it's just so weird but um I've controlled it like there's a few things that I know that um that aggravates it even more I realized as well like if I like have full milk and stuff like that that's why I stopped having like a lot of like dairy stuff as well because I know sometimes dairy can induce it as well so just say like yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I can see that I'm getting an inflammation up, then I'll be like, okay, I need to cut down on the dairy because that can induce it even more, and I can get more like itchy and stuff like that. It's so weird. It's it's such a bizarre thing that happens, and then yeah, I'm just, they they literally don't have a, a reason for it, but they know that from some people, it's it's the immune system attacking itself. Yeah. And so like, I mean, for the worst case people, it's like immunosuppressants is one thing that really helps and that's the future of eczema treatment and um but that makes you more susceptible to stuff like coronavirus you know yeah 
yeah, like it, it, it's it's a double edged sword. On one hand, you get you get your life back. On second hand, you have to be more precautious with yeah. how you how you interact with people. There's problems everywhere, man. Fully, man. <laughs> you can't get a bloody break anywhere. <laughs> so, have you heard about that Indian actor that um, passed away? Uh, at the a young one, right? I yeah, don't know his name. Shushan, I read about him though. His name is Shashant Singh Rajput. He. He's a Bollywood actor that was, uh, he was 34 and he took his own life. Um, I wouldn't, I, yeah, I, I remember this. It looks like a suicide, right? Yeah, it's a suicide. It was a couple of days ago. I'm not exactly sure when it was, but it was a couple of days ago. He killed himself and um, it's so sad. Like literally everyone Absolutely. was just, everyone was just so confused as to why he took his own life but now like things are coming out obviously you know like once someone takes their life things come out and then you know like a lot of things are coming out where people are saying that you know he didn't feel like he was accepted in the Bollywood um, community and like how he felt like he was left out and despite him having a lot of movies and stuff like that he didn't do as well as like other actors and stuff like that I think a lot of his movies mm. weren't, weren't as popular as like you know the ones that are popular that we know do you know what I mean yeah 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 and well, um, I feel like also it's also to do with like the pandemic you know like I feel like the pandemic's like amplified everyone's so if you're going through something I feel like the pandemic is, is the worst case scenario for you and I feel like you've had to double down on what it means for treatment and what it means for I, I know people that have you know, previously gone through stuff and just because, no, they've gone through stuff, but they've, during normal life, they've been able to cope with whatever demons they're going through. But then due to the pandemic, they've had to uh, go down a different route. Some of them have gone down a medication route. Some of them have, have done Zoom call therapy. Like what what their, what their standard form of therapy was, what wasn't working. Mm. And I just feel like on, on a large scale, the sacrifice of mental illness, like you hear the government talk about uh, the the coronavirus had a toll on the UK's mental illness and they're not kidding. Mm, no, I think it is. I think definitely you're right about it. You know, staying at home and not being able to see your loved one has like amplified people's situations that they go through. And that could be, you know, like having mental health, being depressed, being having anxiety and stuff like that. It really does take a toll on someone's mind as well. But I think it's one of those things where I feel like this... Uh, which is, I don't know, I think it's a bit shocking as well because obviously he has taken his life. This has, like, made, like, Indian media go into a frenzy and, like, now everyone's, like, you know, amplifying their voices on, like, mental health and stuff like like, like that. Um, obviously, everyone's going to know the famous actress, Deepika Padukone. So she she's obviously really well-known. She's known for doing, like, amazing films like Baji Mastani. And so many other things. I don't know what other films she's done. She's done Padmavat and all that stuff. So she's known for all those well-known films. And she once did a um, an interview where she actually openly talked about suffering from mental health and how it literally mm. crippled her. 
and stuff like that and she I think she was one of those type of people you know like an activist where she was actually like promoting like you know make it normal to talk about mental health like everyone is going through their own battles so she did she she did vocalize her voice on that and she did obviously after this as well she did mention like you know him passing away and saying that everyone needs to take mental health really seriously but I also feel like there's a different pressure on men as well like I actually did speak to you about that before and I said to you that I yeah I feel like there's a different um there's a different stigma for men women I think correct me if you think I'm wrong but I think that women are much more vocal and they can easily go to their girlfriends and have a like a normal conversation so just say like for example I'm going through something then I can easily go to like one of my friends one of my girls and I can just talk about it and I'll be like okay you know this is what's happening this is what's going on I don't know what's going on and they can you know like try and help me or guide me or whatever it is that they give me advice or you know try and help me see the other side of it whereas with men I feel like you guys have this um you are you are brought like you are brought up to be told that you're strong and that you you've got this and you don't need to you know you don't need to dwell on things. yeah fully do you know what I mean no do you, you do uh, I, I, th- I think uh, what you're what the, 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 st- the facts that you've stated it's completely right, but that's what that's what my childhood was like, almost, and that's what it grew. That's what the mindset I grew up with. But I feel like, from from when I was first told, you know, it, it, it'll get easier or you know push through it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, things have changed since then. I feel like there's there's a progression towards being more open about um, mental illness with mental illness within men and be more vocal about talking to your friends is a drastic change compared to when it was back in 2007 let's say where it was it was kind of Mm. kind of you know kept under lock and key and um get on with your day type of thing and you'll pass but you know i've been open i've been open also like you know coming from coming from someone that's had eczema someone that's gone through the healthcare system it's 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 one of the things where you will go through some down phases when you're on medication effects affects the dopamine levels you know like it's it becomes the standard and uh, again i've been fortunate enough to come from a a family where medicine is practiced quite a lot within the household so to be open with each other is pretty normal for me like they 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 come to me and they're Mm. like you know what's wrong and then I and I'll be like, yeah, I've done this. I've I'm feeling like this. I'm feeling like that. Okay, great. Let's go. Let's go discuss with the GP or let you can do this. Go do that. And and obviously it doesn't always work. You know, sometimes sometimes when you're yeah. going through your own struggles, going to your family isn't possible. You know, and so, sometimes you try to figure out mm-hmm. your own your own route to uh to recovery. But I'm 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 I'm, waff- I'm waffling on a little bit there. But basically, I would say that. It has come. It has come pretty far. It has come pretty far, but there's still a lot more to go. Because obviously, there are guys that are still keeping under lock and key who don't feel don't feel that they can talk to people. And and I think the question we should be asking is, well, why 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 don't they feel that they can't come forward? Are we providing enough resources? Are we you know are, are we are we are we giving them the available 
the best support network they could have. And especially you said uh, this mm. person worked in Bollywood and you felt that it was a really tight knit community. So are we are we asking Bollywood or are they are they treating their actors right? Are, are they uh, should there be a union? Should there be something where they can check on people? You know, because oh, it sounds like what it sounds like he was there on his own and and the question that we should be asking is should yeah. he have been on his own? You know. Should, should he have had, should his talent manager have been looking out for him? Should his, you know, we can't blame people, but we should we should be asking ourselves that. Yeah. Are we providing the best support we can? And and clearly we're not. I feel like as individuals, um, I was actually having this conversation not long ago and I was talking about mental health and I was saying, as individuals, I don't think people realise how powerful our voice is, you know, one conversation can actually change someone's life and their perception towards what's going on with them. And that one conversation can actually also stop someone from doing something that they shouldn't do, which is the IE mm. taking their life, right? So I don't think as humans, we realise what power we have. And I really stand by this. I feel like we really need to remember and remind ourselves that as humans, we have so much power. We can change so much. It's just about understanding one another and where the other person's come yeah. from. And I also feel like, especially, you know, like now I'm going to take it on to like our community, which is the South Asian community. I feel like South Asian men have a different, have a different mentality and mindset towards mental health. They have this whole thing where obviously you're lucky where you have your family where you can talk to, but you may know other people and you may be able to be like, yeah, I get where you're coming from. South Asian men have this mentality, conceal it and don't feel it. Push it under the rug. It never happened type of thing. They have this um, habit of not being able to vocalise what they're feeling um saying that as well they are built to also believe that I'm the man I I don't I don't need to you know dwell on things like this and uh I I just got to get on with it and that's why there's probably that well it isn't that's why that's why there is a high um yeah death rate some like suicide yeah is that is that do you reckon that's because they've been raised in households that are really old-fashioned or do you I have a feeling that it is got to do with that as well. I have a feeling where South Asian people in general think that mental health is just something that's wrong with your head. So they are. They don't, they don't, you know what I mean? Like, they just feel like there's something wrong with you. Like, they don't look at it as like, you know, this is something that we we can just sit down and discuss. They, They more so look at it as a fact of like, there's something wrong with you and we're not, you're not meant to feel that way. And correct me if you think I'm wrong, but their next result is you just you just need to pray. Oh wow, okay. You just need to pray. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That whole mentality, like you just need to pray and everything will be fine. You'll be fine. It, all it takes, all it all it takes though is like one person to break that chain, though. You know. It definitely. That's what it is. It takes that one person to break that chain where they say what you're feeling is okay. Let's normalize this. Let's com- have an actual conversation about it and be like, you know what? 
okay, I understand where you come from. I'm sorry that I haven't, uh, you know, like I haven't experienced what you have been going through, but I'm, I'm here to listen. And I think that's another thing as well. As a South Asian community, people don't want to listen. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to. They just, they just want to, they have that whole mentality of like, you know, there's no such thing as mental health. Have you got siblings, Zaki? You no, don't. I don't. Have you got cousins? I'm sure you have cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, have loads of cousins. Cousins close to you that are, are male? Yeah. Similar age? Mm, yeah, similar age, yeah. Have you had this talk with them before? With the with the boys? Yeah. <sighs> no. I only had it Would with you? actually... Uh, I only had it with one cousin. And he was very open with me to say that he's like, I'm feeling low. But yeah. he was feeling low because obviously his father passed away. Yeah. So he was very vocal about that. And he was like, I'm not having a good time. I'm not happy at the moment because obviously my dad has passed away. And he didn't, you know, one thing is the fact that he didn't hide it. He made it very clear, like, I'm feeling shit and I can feel shit because I've something major just happened in my life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. where and you, I, and you told you had this talk with him, brother. Yeah, yeah, like we sat down and we spoke and I was like, how are you feeling? And he's just like, you know, it's it's difficult. And he knew that he could talk to me. Like he was he was open enough to tell me. He was just like, you know, my, my dad passed away and, you know, like he was just giving me pep talks, you know, as well. Like mm. as well as that, he was just saying, you know, like make the most that you can with your parents because they're still here, you know, stuff like Absolutely. that. So, so in that sense, when he's discussed that with me, I wasn't as worried. Because I was like, it seems like he's he's dealing with it in the most healthiest way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he acknowledges the issue. Yeah, he acknowledges the issue. So it's not like he's um he's hiding it and things like that. But I I have I have seen like a lot of situations where you know they they might not be family, but like you know you know like we have so many people that we know. You know the mums, they know everyone in it that type of thing oh, yeah. yeah you know like when you know like when my mum hears certain things or stuff like that and it could be about someone else's child or son you know like especially then whatsapp group chats man yeah <laughs> honestly whatsapp is, is it's gonna be the downfall of people <laughs> and you know those <laughs> random voice notes that they keep sending you you're just like what the hell is this man mum will come up to me and say happy birthday to this person whose birthday is it <laughs> You know, cousin, third cousin from India that you met in 2007. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, that one. But yeah, no, you know, like those those, those aunties that the mums talk to and then, you know, when they're having that conversation, then it'll come up a conversation about someone's son or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And you hear about things and you're just thinking maybe certain situations wouldn't happen if people were actually allowing that that open space within their family households to speak about certain things Mm. you know what I mean like if you had like just say for example you have that open space where if something's wrong you know that you can go up to your parents and be like mum dad I'm not feeling great right now and I don't know what to do you know if you have that kind of a platform then you're going to feel like you're safe and you can have that conversation do you know what I mean absolutely but it's one of those type of things where you're just like, imagine if people change their way of thinking, then how many things could change? How many? Yeah, how many but it has to come from the acceptance of the whole household, you know? Sometimes 
I, I can imagine just one person being being like that's that I'm coming to you do this. Sometimes I'm sure the old people if the if the family's been brought up in old old fashioned household, how do you change the perception of the elders of the house having an old fashioned sense? old-fashioned view of these problems you know i think that's the bigger challenge because i feel like people would be able to acknowledge the problem if they felt it was easy easier or it was, it was easy for them to come forward to their parents right yeah but i think that's the bigger challenge it's like how, how do we because obviously if, if you're living with your mom and dad and they're the elders of the house um you, you, i feel like asians are really loyal to their parents right yeah and and they want to respect them and the last thing they want to do is offend them and if they feel like, oh, if I come forward, mom and dad will be annoyed. I feel like that—that's that's the deterrent. That may be like the fine, the, the the thin line that they need to break. But I also feel forward. like it's got to do with the fact that I think people already know what their parents are going to say because as children, mm-hmm. you already know your parents, right? So you're yeah. going to know what your parents are going to say and what how they're going to react. So how can you help when you already know the situation? Because you're very true. You know what I mean, like. As kids, we know them better than anyone. So mm-hmm. if if a child doesn't go and tell their parent, this is what I'm going through, this is the situation, then the problem is bigger than what you think it is. Because every house dynamic is different, obviously, isn't it? Absolutely. Not every house is going to have the same story. And it's one of those type of things where I think Asian people don't speak about this enough. They don't. When have you ever when have you ever walked into an Asian household where they have a they're having a normal discussion about stuff like this? Tell me, when have you ever? You except minus yours, minus yours and minus mine, when have you ever had a discussion like you've just gone to your cousin's house and they have a conversation about it? Never. They're not going Never. to. They're no. not going to because that's like for their in the back of their head, they're just like, This is irrelevant. None of my kids are gonna go through this. They don't need to. And then if you do tell your parents that you are going through this type of stuff, then they're automatically their natural response is let's fix this. This is the solution to your problem. But at that point, you're not looking for a solution to the problem. Because it's not a it's not a problem. It's something that's you're going inside internally. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's I think we need to make it normal that what you're feeling, you're feeling. You can't change that. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, just say if you're feeling low, and I go to you, Kieran, why are you feeling low? You don't need to feel low. Does that yeah. does that change you? Does that does no. that make you feel better? No, it doesn't. No. But there are there are there are techniques that you can use to make yourself feel better. Like there yeah, are definitely. psychological. If if you go to a therapist, the first thing they'll tell you is, "I need you to do five action points," and they call it action points. Where it's like. What would you follow? You need. I need. I need you to do one exercise a day. I need you to. What are you? Are you showering every day? Are you clean your room every day. You need to do that. And then they they essentially try to get into a routine where you're in a get. Because one thing that can happen when you're low, right? Is I, I didn't know this, but you you can lose track of schedule. So like obviously when you're low, you don't want to do stuff. Yeah. Um. You you complete your comp your schedule breaks down, and by forcing yourself to do a schedule, sometimes you can deter the breakdown of essentially you can go into a spiral of not getting out of bed or doing x y and z but if you if you force yourself to do a schedule you can slow down the process of i can't explain it probably but you can slow down the the deterioration of your schedule yeah but you have to force yourself and and they call it action points it's like a it's a sugar coating way of saying keeping control of your life 
Yeah. But, uh, I think they're trying to find ways where you where you still feel like you have power because I feel like when you're going through depression and anxiety that person themselves feel like they don't have power over their own life because it's gone it's gone that deep into it do you know what I mean oh absolutely yeah I know so you, you don't so you don't feel like you have power over it but I feel like when you have that kind of conversation obviously the delivery of a discussion needs to be correct you can't be going to someone and saying all sorts because that can tip them off even more do you know what Mm. I mean so when you're dealing with someone that's going through mental health and anxiety you need to be very careful of the words that you use because you don't know what words you can use and that can that one thing can make someone do something have you gone through a tough patch before yeah definitely I have uh what are your coping mechanisms uh if you don't want me asking, I should have said that. No, 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 that's fine. Um, coping mechanism. I'm trying to think. What was my coping mechanism? I think my coping mechanism at that time was um, the fact that I had a job. Yeah. That, that, you know, like when I, the fact that I had a job, I was still at uni, and that was my reason to get up and do yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the stuff. But I do know what it feels like when you're just when you're when you're feeling so low and you're just you're at home and you're just like I don't want to get up forget getting up I don't want to eat I don't I don't even want to like look at my phone or nothing you don't want to do any of that you don't you don't want to get up brush your hair brush your teeth that type of stuff like I know what it feels Fully, like bro. you just want to sleep in it you just want to sleep like you just you just want to sleep and then wake up the next day thinking is this all a dream like am I going to be okay you know, like, I think that's one thing. When you are going through depression and anxiety, you you think that, you try to think that the next day, is this is this normal? Like, wh- you don't know what's normal and what's not normal at that point because nothing's going through your mind. Like, I, I'm trying to think, like, was anything going through in my mind at that point? No, nothing was. Like, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't actually tell you what I was thinking at that point because there was no thought process. Like logic wasn't even there, you know that that like that logic compartment that you have in your mind that was never there because I wasn't thinking logically at that point because I wasn't thinking at all. Yeah. So that's Very how true. that's how blank you get because there's no such thing as logic and at that point coping mechanisms. I don't think when you when you don't have like certain things like for example I had which is uni and work. Imagine people that don't have uni and work and they're at home. So they're crippled, aren't they? Yeah, trust. So you no, don't have they, they, they have to do a completely different sort of cycle compared to you, innit? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It, again, it, it'd be completely tailored to them, but exercise is one major, major way. Because if you think about getting low, we talk about depression. It, all it is, te- or medical, medically, is imbalance, right? Yeah. So like your receptors in your brain, dopamine rush, they're all compl- they have like a, a steady level and when something comes in balance it can invoke a mood and when there isn't an imbalance, that's what but when you go down the medical route they're trying to promote if they're trying to give you serotonin, trying to give you dopamine, trying to level out those those hormones, right? Yeah. But if you exercise, you could act that's a natural way of promoting that. Yeah. I and think... obviously not everyone can exercise, but Yeah. I think when you're when you're going, like obviously going back to the fact that if you are going through mental health and, you know, having anxiety and things like that, 
for some people, like I, like we just spoke about, getting out of bed feels like a mission within itself. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to that. You're not going to even think about exercise and stuff like that. And that's obviously that's where the medication route comes in. And if you find that medication works for you and that you are able to try and function and do normal life to life things, then that is a starting point. I think people need to realize that this, when you're going through mental health and anxiety, it's not going to change overnight. It takes years sometimes. Oh, fully. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a marathon, isn't it? It's, it's, literally, it's literally, you. there could be a day, there could be a, a, like a week where you're great and then the next week you're feeling so low, you don't know what to do. Yeah? Yeah. So I think people need to know that because it's it's okay not to be okay. Fully. Absolutely, I agree with that. It's not by force, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you know that you're not feeling right and you know that something's not right and you know that the way that you're feeling is not normal, then you really need to reach out for help. And I, I'm such, like, you know, with mental health, I don't mess with that stuff because you can't mess with that stuff. It's so real. Yeah. Also, people idolise, people think that icons or the idols don't go through a bad day. I'm like, and I'm like, do you think Elon Musk has never had a bad day? Yeah, like literally. You think Kanye West has been so vocal about it? Literally, and I think the more we speak about mental health, the more we vocalise it, the more people are going to be like, this conversation has now been normalised. I don't understand. So, you know, like, a really good analogy, actually. So, someone once said to me that, if you broke your hand, you would come to the GP or go to the A&E and be like, I broke my hand, look, it's, it's, it's broken. But when it comes to mental health, would you not come and do the same thing? Just because I can't Absolutely. see it, does that mean it doesn't exist? Mm. Just, because you can't, just because you can't see someone in you know distressed and going through a dark patch does not mean that it does not exist because you don't know what pe- how people are walking around right now in the world you yeah. don't know you don't know someone could be going through a rough patch and you will never know fully and that's why that's why so many people you know like when so many people take their lives people are just like i didn't know it just looked all normal well there you go that's a clear example that's what people are doing they're putting up facades that their life is all fine and normal when really and truly they're going through a difficult time and you will never know until they do something like that and then you're going to be like oh I, di- I didn't know. But how are you going to know when you don't ask? Is everything okay? Like, you know, the the whole conversation of, are you okay? There's, are you okay? And then there's, are you seriously okay? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's an Australian advert. Have you seen that? They, Austra- Australia do a great PSA adverts, yeah, for whether it's car safety, mental illness or anything. But they had one, it came out maybe three, four years ago. I don't know if you've seen it. It's about like a guy at a barbecue. No. He's just gone through a breakup. Oh no, it's really good. Like they, they, it's like a guy, and he's really going through it. And yeah. He's at a barbecue with his mates, isn't it? And yeah. obviously, they, they've, they've, they, you can see this guy's going through it, and they're giving you some context of what he's gone through. He's going through a rut, and his friends are asking, "Are you okay?" And he's, he's like, "Yeah, I'm okay." He's got a smile on his face, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the moment he leaves the house, that that smile's gone, and it's, they're just trying to emphasize that, "Hey, look, it, people are putting on smiles." they're going about their day but you would never truly know what they're going through so ask your mate are they okay and it was one of the best adverts i've seen honestly yeah 
It's true though. Like it really is. Have you, so obviously like now we're talking about it, have you ever reached out to professional help? Have you ever been like an all time low? Like what are your experiences on that? Oh, fully. I've been through, I've been through a couple. I, I, um, that's I if think... you feel okay to talk about it, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I won't go into too much depth, but basically, uh, my, I think I, I went through, I think, I think from GCC to sixth form was a big change. Mm. And I think I, I, I talked to my, I've talked to my close friends about it with it because I look back on it and I did some silly things. Um, but, but also I was going, I was going for a rough patch and I think, I didn't really understand what mental illness was at the time. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll brush it off. And then it wasn't getting easier. And I was trying, I kind of asked myself, why am I feeling so upset? You know, and, I, and this is coming from someone that had a schedule to someone that, that can't, you know, see how sixth form is kind of free willing. Like you walk in when you've mm. got a lesson, you leave out and then you, you're you in bed most of the day. Yeah. And I kind of lost that schedule. And I, and I felt like, like some, there's a big change in my life right now. And I'm being... I've got to take a lot of opportunity. I've got to take a lot of responsibility on it. I don't feel quite ready for it. And I was, I, I, I generally, I, I kind of self-analyzed and I was like, you know what? I self-reflected, sorry. And I, and I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm quite upset for some time. I don't really understand. And then, and then I told my dad and he said, okay, let's go talk to the GP. Went to talk to the GP and he was like, yeah, yeah come, uh, let's go down the medical route. Took that for a bit. And then I, and then it wasn't working as I expected it to be. So then I started exercising, and I and I this I at the time I was really overweight, uh, and I, I I went through like a fitness journey at the time, and after maybe I'd say two three months of healthy eating, exercising on meds, and just talking, being open with it, I felt I felt myself in a better position, because let's let's be clear, the medicines don't cure the issue; they put you in a better position for you, you to do the final 100 meters yourself essentially yeah it, or I the think final it, bit i think it just helps with like to be able to have that strength to carry to do your day and do your normal day-to-day things you know what i mean like, Absolutely. It, doesn't, it doesn't solve the issue medication never no, solves the issue it doesn't and it, it has its own side effects you know like they always say uh, the first month of the medication is it can make you feel a little bit worse it, it, which i think is the stupidest thing i've ever heard mm. Yeah. Imagine, imagine putting someone on a medication, yeah, for, for, for this illness, and it makes you feel worse for the first month. Yeah, there's so many side effects to these things. So but you... that's medication, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, uh, but uh, when you go to the GP, you're pretty much in safe hands, though. But what, like I was saying, that uh, it doesn't cure it, but it does put you in a better position to to feel better. Mm. But uh, even with medication, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like the magic you know it's not a magic pill it's not going to make you feel amazing yeah but um you have to like any doctor will tell you that you know this as as well as medication you gotta you gotta have external factors you gotta bet yourself with other factors of life like i said exercise and healthy eating to, to help to help assist you in getting better yeah i think it's just a process isn't it like you can't it's a grind, it. isn't it? Yeah, like literally, it's it's exhausting going through that process. So was it just between high school and sixth form that you was going through this rough patch? Yeah, and I think I went through it during uni, but I wasn't as open with it as uni because I was like, okay, this might it's come back, you know. I, I thought I, I treated it like it was as if it was a rash. I was like, oh, it's come back, you know. Like I, I'm going to try and just power through it this time, and I honestly don't think. Uh, like at the time, I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But in hindsight, I look back, and I'm like, 
should have done. I should have got reached out because it really did affect my grades and it did affect my connections with people. You know, I, I distanced myself quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was just going through stuff. And but I I I reached out to GP. I think after post uni, and I got some help. And and I'm and I'm can happily say that I'm I've gone through it. But you know, it, I feel like stuff like mental illness is it's not it's not it's not something that would just, or what I've learned is, it's, it's not something that would just go. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's a struggle and it's, it's like your fitness, you have to keep it up and you have to make sure, check in with yourself, make sure you are okay. And yeah. Do you find that it's, do you, like, obviously when I spoke previously and I said that, I find that for girls, it's much more easier to discuss things, but despite you talking to your parents and like discussing with your own family members, do you still feel like there was, you couldn't fully tell them everything because you kept that barrier? Oh, my parents. You know, like, would you tell them literally everything or would you still keep that barrier? Like, you know, there's only so much I can tell them because I don't want to say everything. Uh, no, I, I think I was a pretty open book, uh, if I'm totally honest. Uh, I think because it, it, it wasn't uncommon for me to to not be an open book with them because of my previous health condition I had to be an open book yeah um so like what well, so I have a bit of biased opinion there because for quite a lot of people listening they, they may not have that same experience so yeah I've previously been open with them because of health conditions I have had, I've had to like when I'm younger you don't go to the doctor yourself yeah yeah you have to speak to the doctor in front of your parents you know you have to be open and that's where I've learned to be an open book um but obviously nowadays if, if I was being totally honest I don't I know myself a lot better now than I did back then I know what I'm going through so I wouldn't have to be as open with them but going through the first process because it was so unknown and I was a little bit worried about why I was going through it I I kind of forced myself to be an open book regardless of how embarrassing it felt and it was relieving I felt relieved after I I felt like I took a weight off my shoulders yeah I feel like once you're able to say something like you know everything takes over your life once you're able to tell the people that are close around you that this is what I'm going through then you do naturally feel like a massive weight has come off of you because they they're like okay now we know what's going on and we're not you know like they're not in the dark as well because sometimes I can in, I can understand how frustrating it can be for people that don't know what's going on with their child or with their brother or with their cousin or everything because they're not being open and honest so I can imagine for as a family how that would feel for them as well knowing that clearly this person is going through something and we as a family need to do something about it so that's really good to know that you actually have supportive family members because a lot of people and we both know this a lot of people don't have it exactly especially within the Asian community a lot of people don't have it and we know that as well because these type of conversations are like I said are not made normal it's like no one ever talks about it and if you don't talk about it that means it doesn't exist for them do you get what I mean yeah did you but, ever have like um did you ever have like psychotherapy or talk like counseling or anything like that oh i did actually did I that helped. yeah mad you know what it was weird because i i didn't for me personally i i'd gone to like a self-help thing where it was open funded by the local council 
Mm. And it, for me, it wasn't. The, it worked, but it's obviously a long, long term type thing. Proper long term. Yeah. Because obviously you have to get to know the person. The person has to understand you before they can even give you advice. And I didn't find it useful at all. Even though I'd heard people say, oh, I went therapy and it's great. Like, I, I didn't find it that useful for myself. Yeah, I think for different people, it's uh, different uh, different mechanisms, I guess. Because for some yeah. people, they find therapy much more easier. Some people find medication much more easier. Some people, like you said, they find other other ways to deal with everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, I guess but that it, could also be the fact that I already have someone to talk to at home. It could be it could be more useful for someone else that doesn't have that same experience, you know? Yeah, I think that definitely that's true as well. If you don't have that kind of um, that kind of platform at home where you can go to someone and speak to them, then you wouldn't use therapy as much. You still may go to therapy, but you still won't use it as much compared to someone that might find that therapy is their only solution to deal with the like their rough patch yeah absolutely but do you still feel like being a guy and being asian do you do you feel like there's a issue that boys are not being vocal enough still to this day about what they're going through absolutely i feel like there's a whole there's a whole trend now in it where there's beta male alpha male have you heard of that aki no What's that? You haven't. I've, do you know who Joe Rogan is? No, I don't. The podcast guy. You don't know who Joe Rogan is? All right, okay. So, basically, there's this whole, like, you, you've, you've heard of, like, the American chads, right? Like, you know, the jocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's kind of, it's, again, it's similar, like, I, I'm an alpha male. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm tough. I can brush it under the rug, you know? Yeah. I drink, all of that. There's there's a whole that whole trend of alpha male beta male. If you talk about your emotions, you're beta male, like, and that's so like so damaging for the for that the steps we've taken forward towards like, being open about mental illness. But there's a lot more work to be done. I don't know. I I don't think. Well, here's the thing. So like, it depends on your friends group too. Like, if you've got a friends group which are which are all similar to you and you're open with your friends, then you're sorted. You've got a support network. But if you haven't and you're hanging around with people that refuse to talk about their mental illness, then I, I don't think you're in the right friend group. Yeah. I feel like if you're going through something and you can't talk to your friends about it, then you're clearly in the wrong the wrong circle. And you need to... It's about, the, whole, the whole thing about mental illness is about having support. And, and if, if your friends aren't supporting you, then are they really your friends? And I feel I find that you are who you are the company that you are around as well absolutely yeah so you need to be able to have people around you that are willing to listen and willing to change if you're around people that are not willing to listen and willing to understand you then you're never going to get through to those people and it's going to be that toxic cycle you know it's those take take friends fully they only reach out to you because they need something right yeah they only reach out to you when they want something or when it's convenient for them or when they need you to do something for them could be anything job wise whatever wise they will only reach out to you when it's convenient for them and i think also we need to realize that as well like not everyone has your best interests at heart and some people might just look at you and be like, you know what? There are some weirdos out there that are just like, it's not my problem. I've got nothing to do with it. And I don't care if you're going through a rough patch. You know, like they like to see people suffer. Mad. I didn't know that. What? Yeah, there are some people like that, man. <laughs> you know, those psycho friends that just like to see you suffer, man. 
Massive like to see you suffer. What? What do you mean? Have you never had? Oh, is it? Is it that the ones where people like you, you got rappers that say one one eye on my one eye on my boy? No, what's that Dave lyric? One eye on my op, two eyes on uh some two eyes on my boy because at least my op knows her intention. So whatever that means, yeah. It basically means that your friends want to watch you down for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, even Dave said it. So what do you mean? Like, it doesn't happen. Are you fried? I fully forgot. I fully forgot. You're the worst thing is I listened to that song this morning. You fried, mate. That's what even Dave said it. So you know it's real. No, but literally, that that's the case. And I think you're right. You need to be careful. You need to watch your friends. Because if you can't talk to your friends, then who are you going to talk to? Fully. You know, it's difficult as well, especially when you know being in a like being asian and stuff like that we do have asian group of friends as well so if those friends as well are just like turning a blind eye to it then you you automatic kind of figure in your head as well you're just like clearly this conversation has not been normalized in their house as well because they just don't they just don't care yeah do you want know mad i don't think i have a full asian group you know do you not no i actually don't i got one friend which is like half asian <laughs> like I haven't got like you know the t- like my brother. He, if you look at his friends group, yeah, Asian, 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 not a single white person. Like it's all like everyone from South Hall. Like that's why like, you all keep yourself, you keep your gang to yourself, in it type of thing. Like fully, they just go footy. But I'm not like my brother. Like I've got like a proper mixed group. So who's in like how how well how many people I've are got, like, in your mixed? So group? Like, my solid solid support network. It's like maybe five people. Yeah. But I've got more friends around there. But these five guys that I chat to, they're like. They're like my dailies, like I we talk to each other on a daily basis and just send like memes and like just, just talk shit basically. Yeah. Like as, what we're doing right now. We'll do this on a daily basis, we'll just talk shit. Like on a reg, those type of things. Yeah. Pretty no, much. I, they're like my are we games like, I, I game with them, I do every, I pretty much do like, if anything happens or like there's a motive, I'll I'll reach out to them first. And I I think like one's Iraqi, one's like and I didn't go uni with them. I, they're one of my friends you they went uni with one of my my mates from school. And you became friends with them? Yeah. You know the one you met at the party? The one you met at the party? Yeah. Hassan, yeah. So basically, these guys are... uh, They went to uni with him. Oh, makes sense. Because I went to to fashion uni. All my courses were females. Yeah. So I didn't get that lad sort of, you know, bond that I I got with them. Did you feel weird being in a uni full of girls? It was a little weird, you know. Like it was, it was alright, but I definitely missed, like, because I when I was at uni, I've probably missed sports. I missed playing football. I missed like going to the park and just having a game or whatever, whatever, whatever equipment we had. Like none of that happened. Oh God, they must have. Yeah, been it like... was a little bit sad. It was a little bit sad. <laughs> but when I came home, all the guys from like secondary school would meet up. But uh, as, as the years go on, you know, that becomes less and less. Yeah, no, like I've seen. Well, actually, no, I haven't. I want to say that my circle is like, no, actually, yeah. So all my friends I'm friends with, I'm still friends with them. Like I don't, nothing's changed. But then I feel like now, as we're growing older, we're 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 tolerating different things. Like I don't know. Like as you change, you change as individuals, right? You're not the same people that you are when you're like what eleven, ten. You know, you're yeah, not, you you're grow not, at different paces. Yeah, you, know? you grow at different paces, and you're just like, okay, you know, like I'm at this level, and you're evidently at this level, type of thing. But most of my friends, <laughs> most of my friends are, oh, well, most of my are friends. Shorts, are you sending shorts? Are you sending shorts? Never. 
So if any of you evidently you are this level. <laughs> evidently you are this level. So if any of the girls are listening to this and you think it's you, and if the shoe fits <laughs> oh, don't do this, don't do that. If the shoe fits, then that's what's my own, isn't it? That type of thing. Um but <laughs> I keep in a podcast you can cut our circle off, man. <laughs> I don't Never. need your friends. I, I'm friends with the guests now. <laughs> Can you imagine? They're going to be like, this girl made a podcast just to like... Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I made a podcast to send shorts every week. <laughs> no, 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 Jaykin, I love you all. Even though you're... Like, you're... like, you remember something from the first week you met. Like, you remember this day from like September 2016? <laughs> no, I didn't man. forget about it. You know, I didn't forget about how you did me dirty, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember when I paid for that full Menando's meal? Like, <laughs> remember when? Me, but yeah. Remember I paid for that? Um, you know that Twister ice cream. You know, after school, you, you still I'm ain't paid dead. me back for that. <laughs> you know what? I still remember that. Like, I, I remember stuff from secondary school where people borrowed money from me and they didn't pay me back. Ah, uh, you better claim those coins. You know that. Nah, that... I don't know. I don't know who they are. I don't know where they're at anymore. But it was like fifty p. But I still remember it. Yeah. Don't worry, they're, that's on that minute. They're gonna lose fifty p now. Watch. Oh, <laughs> For not giving that fifty p back to you. Oh, yeah. Gosh. The ice cream man outside of school was the worst. Oh god, I remember that. Just, just one way, one way trip to obesity, man. Ugh. Oh my god, you know what I was thinking the other day about um, sweets from the old days. So, what was your favorite sweet? Like, you know, after school you'd go and they'd have so many different types of sweets. You know, like those ten p. Back then, when we were at school, Freddos were 10p, okay? Now they're like 30p or 40p. I don't know why, because Freddos... Nah, they used to be 5p, bro. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You're right. They used to be 5p, and then they put up to 10p. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it 5p? What were they not? No, no, no. What were they not? When I was young, they used to be 5p. Yeah, when I was young, they were 5p, and then it went to 8p, and then 10p, I think. Ah, uh, see, I remember 8p. I remember 8p at school. Yeah, it was definitely 8p then, because it was then it was 5p, 8p, and then 10p. Because I remember the kids on the playground used to charge 10, 10, 10p for it. You know the you know the the the, like the the random walking around as if they're a corner shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that used to have like sweets in their lockers. Yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> they open a blazer and they've got like four Lucas. <laughs> you know, like a tuck shop, like Lucas in all the pockets, like you know. And was it, there was another one as well, like Panda Pops, like the you know, like the blue, like proper blue. Yeah. What is it? Blue raspberry pop and like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you talking about the ice cream lolly things? No, I'm talking about the drinks. That were like what? fluorescent. I was food. a good boy. I never used to. I never used to eat any sweets. Like real talk, mum, mum would like no sweets. I'm like, okay, I won't eat sweets. No, I remember that. And then they used to have so many different like types of sweets. And then there was the penny sweets as well. Um, so, I remember people. Used, these these people used to have sweets for breakfast coming up up, up to school. Yeah, I don't understand how people do that. And you know, there was like there was like this thing here where it had like a ball on top of it and liquid, and you lick the ball and you get like taste from the from the sweet. I never understood that. And there's people walking around just licking this ball. And Bre- that's sweet. Oh, I know what it's called. It's called brain something. Brain liquor. Brain liquor. Is that what it's called? I need to check it out I'm now. Not, yeah. I remember people started buying toxic waste or something. Oh my god, I used to love toxic waste. Never had it. Y- you never had it. What reaction of people having? I don't want it. Oh my god! No, no, no! It's actually called brain liquor. So if anyone remembers brain liquor, shout out to you. You're a real OG. <laughs> well, yeah. What was your favorite sweet when you was young? 
probably. It was probably uh, something I still have today. Probably I'm not even. I was I was boring. Probably like Dairy Milk Cadbury. Yeah, no, I love Dairy Milk. What I was? What sweet did I have? What sweet? Did you oh, never used to have like those Tempe Wham bars? Nah, never. Oh, what was it? I used to love Hubba Bubba a lot. What the ones that taste like strawberry or the apple one, sour apple? Yeah, the ones that used to wedge like those wheels. <gasps> oh my god, the tape ones. Yeah, I used to love that a lot. Oh my. Because it lasts so long. Do you remember um sugar sugar puffs, like the rainbow puffs? Nah, not not at all. What? No, you know what? No, Where were Cherry you? Drops. Cherry drops. That's my favorite sweet. Cherry drops. Still to this day. That's an old man's sweet man. You're boring. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I fell in love with it. Because it it's was just so old man. rich. Because it's like authentic. Bro. You get what you're getting, you know. Like You get a strong cherry taste. You're getting all this chemical stuff. Like, it's just like, it is what it says on the packet. That's how I know you're old. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that. I actually got Kumon, didn't it? You remember, um, it was that... After primary school, I got Kumon, which is like... Tutor. 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 Yeah. We just be maths. Uh, and if I did really well or something, I went up a level, my, they would take me to a corner shop and get me sweets. Like, it was it was given to me as a reward. And then I remember one day, I was I, my usual was to go for dairy milk or something. And my dad said, like, have you ever had cherry drops? And I go, nah. And he goes, I used to have it when I was younger. I have this. And I had it and I fell in love with it. I'm I not... still to this day, if I see it... No, I just remembered. I just remember my favourite sweet. I just, Do you know those giant strawberries? <gasps> Harry Boy ones. Yep. Yeah. Because you know why? My uncle used to own a. My grandma used to live on top of this shop, which he, which my uncle used to own, and we used to go there every Saturday. And he really has to take a sweet, take a sweet. And I used to always go for the pack of giant strawberries. And still to this day, I have them. I go to Costco and I buy a big pack. Oh no, those are the best ones. The giant strawberries. Yeah, they're nice. It's hard. I got no res- I, I can't resist. I, I, my parents have to hide it for me. <laughs> I have a, I have a sweet tooth. I know I have a sweet tooth. Like my sweet tooth right. is bad. Like, but now recently I'm starting, I'm like starting to like have more savory stuff. I don't know why. I just that the taste like it's just changed for me now. I don't know. I like, I think as you grow older, you don't like sweet stuff as much. I was opposite for me. I I got a sweet tooth for like year year eleven. I just got a sweet tooth out of nowhere. Really. Yeah, I used to I like I still got say I still like lay savory stuff. Like my go-to snack was crisps. Oh, I love and crisps. it still is. But now I can't control ice. I like I love anything sweet. Oh god, it's insane, isn't it? Like how how things change. Like kids will never know those ten p sweets anymore. Nope. And one p sweets either. You lot are missing out. Man said one p sweet. Where are you gonna get one p sweets from? Right, there was one p sweets. Were you acting like there wasn't one p sweets before? So how many? How many? How much did people pay for it then? If it's selling for one p, yes. Oh, they bought a box. They bought a box. Okay, I'll get out of my bad. Are you dumb? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my days! Literally, you think like how they want to sell individual sweets for one pound, and I'm like, oh. No, what they used to do was they used to put like twenty one p sweets in a bag and then sell those for twenty p. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they used to make. Oh man, like those those are the days. Those sweets. Oh, god, yeah. No wonder why. No wonder why I've got like feelings. Oh, I remember like there was, there was like I remember I went for like a, a corner shop moment where I was like I'm trying to sell a Lucas Air at school. Did it work? And I got Asda. Did it work? Well, I got no. It got. You know what happened? I drink most of. 
I drink my own stock. And then there was a guy. Yeah. There was a guy. There was a guy, yeah, and he was like, he he, found, he went Asda and he got like a giant pack of 36 walkers for three quid. Yeah. 36, yeah. And so, what, that's like six. So he could get, he would do any three, any, any no, you do any three for a pound. Money. And you he know, made like, you double his money each packet. Do you know what, yeah? Those people have gone far in life. <laughs> Holy. They're the hustlers, isn't it? They're the hustlers, the ones that do stuff like that. But those, those are the ones that like, I've seen loads of them from like with independent fashion brands now. And it's, it's the same same concept. If they can create demand on the playground, they can create demand with their clothes. <laughs> real, talk, real talk, for real. So you said, so I put a poll up on my Instagram. All right. Where I said, which Avenger is the best Avenger? Oh, no, don't, don't at me. Don't at me. Because I, I said it as a joke. No, no, no. You did say it as a joke because you said it fully with I your did, chest. I did, bro. You fully said it with your chest, Kieran. Don't even try it. Man said Ant-Man. Bro, of course. No one respects Ant-Man. I said it as a joke. I thought you would post it, but I did post it. Did you actually? <laughs> I did post it. Did you not see what I wrote? Uh, no, I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Do you, do you want me day. to read it for you? No, nah, well, I'm, I'm going through your story now. No, no, no. Go and see what I wrote. Oh wait, are you <laughs> are you fried? Master that man. All, all, all this little thing. <laughs> Allow it, man. That, you're at me, bro. How are you gonna call me little man? Hey, I didn't at you though, because you're lucky, but now people are gonna know it's you. <laughs> 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 now no, people are I'm, gonna know it's you. Man, to be clear, Ant Man is the most useful useless superhero there is. I don't understand the purpose of him. No, because he can only get big or small. Wait, I I don't I, I refuse to watch the movie, the Ant Man movie. I did. Only time I've seen Ant Man is in the Avengers. I did watch it. I did watch Ant Man and then Ant Man and Wasp something. Ant Man and Wasp. So why did he need the rods to go back in time or something? The quantum something quantum. Yeah, but something. why does he need those? Because he, he can get big and small without them, right? You're asking the wrong person. I don't know this. <laughs> you watched the movie. Yeah, I watched the movie, but I forgot what it's about, literally. like. But my main thing is, okay, seeing as it's not Ant-Man, of evidently, so who's your best Avenger? Rank them in order. Uh, who's your right. favourite Avenger? And then go in right, Okay, okay. Thor, number one. Mm. Number two, Iron Man. Okay. Number three, Hulk. Huh? What, what do you mean, huh? Okay. <laughs> Carry on, carry on. Wait, are we talking? I'm talking about like the last Hulk, where he's half scientist, half man. Not, not, not like not, not Hulk crazy Hulk. No, 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 that's not valid. That's not valid. So you want you? So you're thinking crazy Hulk? No, no, no. I'm saying you're going based on all the movies, not just on because he's half man and half Hulk. That is, that's not no, no, because he's sane, isn't it? Like he's sane. As in the final movie, he's like. You love him at his. Listen, you love him at his best, and you love him at his worst. What kind of a person are you? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I like I like him at no, but his most present form. Okay, his most present form. All right. Okay. Cool. I'll give you that then. Three. (laughs) I. Who else has left? They got Black Widow. That I put her. No. Fuck. Who's that? Okay. I'll put. So you said Thor. Then you said Iron Man. Then you said Hulk. Uh, What's the guy with the bow and arrow? Hawkeye. Hawkeye, I'll put him four. Black Widow, five. Who's left? You've got Captain America, Black Panther. Oh, yeah, I don't like Captain America. Put him six. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) 
Man's bro, man's got like... a shield, bro. Man's got a shield. What the hell do you want me to do with that? Man, man's been injected with steroids and he's got a shield. So what? You can still oh bleed. No. Bro, you... Even Batman's more useful than him. No, cancel Batman. He's dead. <laughs> he's in a different universe, bro. That's DC, least... mate. <laughs> I know, but he's still rich. And he, he ain't got powers, but he's just a rich man with No, oh, oh my no, he, god. He's the equivalent. He's the equivalent. I should have realised. I should have realised when you put Hulk third that this was going to go abysmal from there. <laughs> <laughs> I should have realised when you said Hulk that was when he was going to go into the shit. Right, but Hulk beat up Captain America. What do you he? mean? What? When? Bro, Hulk can jump, yeah? To a plane or something. I don't know. But have you not have you not seen the very first movie? Like you know the original live action Hulk that came out? It's with that um that scientist I guess zapped with radioactive. Stuff, listen, right? listen, Gabba listen, raised. I'm talking about now. I'm talking about this. Oh, yeah, Hulk. yeah, but you know in the you know in the first Avenger movies, Hulk can just jump and you'll go bare far. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go now this because this is this conversation is gonna go on forever then, isn't it? Also, also Hulk can take out Thor. Shut up. Anyway, we're how are you gonna be competing with the god? How are you gonna be competing with the god? Whole, there's a whole, there's a whole Thor movie based on him attacking Hulk. They have a fight. Yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah. Wait, does he win? I can't remember. I actually can't remember. Oh my! They days. have beef. But I can't shambles. remember who wins. Yeah, but that shambles anyway because he's still a god, isn't it? It doesn't matter. Anyway. Yeah. yeah what yeah. I'm trying to say to you is, yeah. So. I don't agree with you anyway, so bun your opinion. No, nah, but go on. Tell me, you can't move on. Just tell me your rank. <laughs> My rank. Okay, so basically, I'm watching everything back to back to back now. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Excuse, yeah. excuse. No, no, no. That's, I'm watching I just, it. I just want the rank. <laughs> <laughs> You're fried. Anyway, so number one. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is hard. Number one has to be Thor. Number two has to be Iron Man. Number three has to be Captain America. Uh, number four has to be um, Black Panther. Oh, bro. I, 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 okay. But is Black Panther in the comics? Like, is he in the part of the main... Is he part of the main crew? Yeah, because he was in Infinity War. And they did a movie based on Black Panther. Yeah, no, but I'm like, they don't, they don't. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're completely right. But they don't show much of him, do you know? But he's not part of the poor. He's not part of the main crew, you know, like the crew that I. Are you going based on the crew? Yeah. Oh. Otherwise, Spider Man would be there, wouldn't he? Yeah, Spider Man is dead. Can't lie. Well, he's a teenager, bro. He's not fully grown yet. <laughs> he still hasn't grown a beard, man. He <laughs> was peak. The character is always gonna be a teenager. That's the peak. That's the peak part. He will never be seen as a man. Oh my days! No, but the only reason I really, I really struggle with Captain America and Thor and Iron Man. Those three I struggle the most because. Iron Man, he's the brains of the Avengers. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He without he, he, the yeah, he's the one that ha- he he knows what to do type thing. But Let's then, be honest, though, he's just a rich man with money. All right, yeah, he's rich. I oh, know he's no, I'm wrong. He's clever. He's clever. He's clever. He's clever. Yeah, he's a clever one. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, obviously yeah. it's um, Thor and Captain America. Like, 
I don't want to ruin it for anyone that hasn't watched it, but the last last um movie, which is Endgame, when Thor and Captain America were fighting Thanos, where Captain oh, yeah, America, yeah. So we're not gonna reveal anything, but that. How can you not say that was not a good scene, man? It was. It was good. It was good. I literally screamed. Bro, you know, I was in the cinema, yeah, and I had, I had a cinema full of people that were diehard fans, didn't it? Yeah. And you know when he goes Avengers Assemble, people were still, like, crying, like, oh, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, bro. You're not a hardcore like, fan, are you? Because I cried. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I'll be like, I mean, not even one or two people, I'm talking, like, a whole five rows of shouting at the top of their lungs. It's like, yeah! Because <laughs> like, like, it's a football match, and I'm like, and me and my friends are looking at each other like, what the hell have we just got into? Like, we just paid money to come here? Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. But yeah, no, definitely. Guys, watch all the Marvel movies. They're amazing. Which one came out four years ago. What? Wait, when did the final Avengers come out? Last year. Did it only come out last year? Last year or the year before, was it? No, it must have been the year before. Uh, I'm going to check. Let me just Google it. Google it. Endgame. Well, 2019, you're right, last year, last year. Last year, yeah. Alright, so we can't ruin it. We can't ruin it. <laughs> we can't ruin it. Yeah, soon. we can't ruin it. So, yeah, so it came out last year. But yeah, no, definitely watch it. What's your favourite Avenger movie? And, and I'm saying everything now. I'm not talking just about Avengers. I'm talking like Captain America, Iron Man, all of them. Oh, the individual movies? Oh. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably the first couple of Iron Mans. Because then after, I feel like after, I think the first Iron Man was wavy. For the time period it came out, yeah, and then like, and then after that it kind of like trickled down. I was like, oh, I'm losing the losing the the thing. But then also, no, you know the original Hulk, the Hulk ones with um the uh, the the Hulk movies, yeah, and he's on the hunt, and they're like, trying to hunt him down, and then like the Grey Hulk comes out of nowhere, like, oh, that was wavy too. I don't remember that. Uh, oh, that. Uh, I don't think I watched that. That was wavy. That was in like the early two thousands though. Oh. Yeah, I don't but, um, that. But it had a completely different production value to the ones that we have today. Oh. But I'm, I'm more of a DC fan, real talk. You're cancelled. I, I just like dark movies, man. Like, the whole Batman trilogy. Woo! I remember watching The Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, yeah. the third one. Yeah. Was Did you watch The a... Dark Knight, the second one, with the Joker? Yeah, I watched that too. What do you think about the second one? I don't remember it, so I can't give an opinion. Oh my days! <laughs> One of the best movies I've ever seen, you know. I don't, I don't remember it, so I can't. So it, it clearly wasn't that great because it didn't <laughs> have a lasting impact. Yeah, but whereas the Avengers, all of them, all have a lasting effect. So I don't. I don't yeah, but I, I'm just into like dark and gritty movies. I love it. What's your favorite movie of all time? It's either I love Christopher Nolan's movies, so it's either be Interstellar or Inception. I haven't watched either of them. Are you kidding me? Aki, what? Have you watched any of Christopher Nolan's movies? I, do I even know who he is? Do you say if you say Dunkirk, I'll be I'm upset. Who's Dunkirk? It's a movie. <laughs> oh my god! Oh <laughs> uh, no! Your homework is to watch Inception. Your homework is to watch In- Interstellar is about space travel, but it's so beautiful and so well done. It's got such a fu- it's got a full A list cast. If if isn't if, the if Christopher thing in it? Who's in Interstellar? Uh, the one that goes, um, all right, all right, all right. You know that uh, that country guy. What's his name? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, no, I don't. know. And that that woman. What's her name? To act the woman that acts as um, Catwoman in Batman. Oh, what's her name? 
Anne Hathaway. Interstellar. It came out in 2014. Yeah, such a wavy movie. I've watched it six times. No, I, don't, I haven't watched it. Definitely watch it. Watch it. It's so wavy. Oh, Matt Damon was in it. Yeah. You'll love it. I actually, I actually think you'll like it. I think you'll like Interstellar. Inception, you might find a little bit confusing. No, People always found that movie confusing, but I never understood why. But it's just... Yeah. And the ending of, in- of Inception is so wavy. Okay, I'll watch that. I'll watch it. But yeah, no, um, I I like films. Like, I'm a... You're a Marvel fan? Superhero fan? Yeah, and I also like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. Oh, Harry Potter will, will stand the test of time, honestly. It's, can you th- those movies age so well. Oi, can you imagine? When we grow old and we have kids, our kids are going to be like, Ugh, what is this? Do you know what? But you can't show them the, the last couple because they get so dark. I can't lie. I'll actually be like, what do you mean? Uh, this is my childhood. You better sit down and watch it. <laughs> no, the first, I think the first three were mediocre. Like, they're, they're tailored for kids, innit? But then after, uh, when it gets to Goblet of Fire, that's when it gets really dark. Yeah, innit? Goblet of Fire gets really dark. It's just like, that's oh. when I That's when I started liking it. I was like, this movie's going to go in. Like, it's, it's so sick. <laughs> What's your favourite Harry Potter movie? Uh, you know what? I think it's The Second Order of Phoenix. No, it's Order of Phoenix or or the second Deathly Hallow. Order, it's, it's, oh, it must no. I think Order of the Phoenix. Order I, of the Phoenix, Dark Prince. Wait, no, is it Dark Prince? Half Blood no. Prince. Half Blood Prince. I would have to final. say, I would have to say, Goblet of Fire, Order of Phoenix. Goblet of Fire, Order of Phoenix. Yeah. And and Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets was quite dark. Oh, I hated Chamber of Secrets. Right? Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, I thought, I thought, because I look back on it at the time, I liked it. I remember seeing it in cinema with my cousins. But I look back on it, I think the acting is very cheesy. Yeah, no, I like that. And then obviously the Deathly Hallows. Oh, Deathly Hallows. Oh, I think I didn't read any of the Harry Potter books because I was just lazy. Do you know what? But, uh, I'm reading the books right now. But have you seen how wedge they are? Yeah, I'm reading. What the Phoenix wedge in it? It was the biggest one. Really, I think. I'm looking at them now, and I think Deathly Hallows is quite big. But wait, it was one book, wasn't it? Deathly Hallows was one book. But they split it into two movies. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Because I remember basically when All the Things came out, my dad was like, "I'm just going to download the audiobook. And it was Stephen <laughs> Fry reading reading the audio book of All the Phoenix. Oh wow. When, when, I don't know when All the Things came out, but basically, me and my brother we, at the time we would still share a room, a bunk bed. Yeah. So um, we we listen to it as we go to sleep. So we listen to an hour before we go to sleep every night. We oh, got that's so cute. <laughs> and listen to Deathly Hallows. Obviously, it's a dark story, in it? But it always stuck with me. Oh, wow. No, it was that's a lot of free. List of Half-Blood Prince, All of the Phoenix, and Deathly Hallows. That's why I like those three movies the most. No, definitely. I, I, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I love that stuff. Yeah, those are our childhood, though. Like, those films are our childhood. Like, even the whole Marvel thing as well, that's our childhood. Like, yeah, so think about it. it. Marvel started... Uh, Iron Man was brought out in 2018. No, 2008. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like... 2008, was and then it ended in 2019. How many years is that? Nine, isn't it? Well, 11, I swear. Is it? You said 2008 and 2019. That's 11. <laughs> yeah, 11 years. Minus 11 years to how old I am now. Yeah, that was 13, when I was 13. 
That's my childhood. Yeah, yeah fully, fully. Oh my god, we're growing old. <laughs> we really are. So have you heard of um what's his name? Bill Hader? No. No? No? Okay. These are really good like imperson people that do really good impressions. Uh Jay Farrow? No, don't know who No, another guy he does a sick Jay Z impression. And he often comes in and acts out the Jay Z on these skits. Uh, who else, who else, who else? Uh, didn't one day Ariana Grande. Um, are you even a fan of Ariana Grande? <laughs> I mean, I don't mind Ariana Grande. Do you know any of her any any of her past history with men? I don't know. I don't know his name. Tall, skinny, what? white guy. Uh, Pete. Yeah, Pete Davidson. That's it. Yeah. He came from SNL. Oh, he still it? is in SNL, but he's leaving soon. Is that the basketball thing? No, no, that's NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Must be saying Saturday Night Live. <laughs> SNL. My goal goes NBA. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Is that um <laughs> basketball? <laughs> oh my god. Oh mate, that's so funny. <laughs> oh god. But yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Despite it being a bit funny towards the end. Um, so I'll say that's it for today's episode. Before we make a mockery of ourselves. Yeah, literally. Like before I embarrass myself anymore, that's it for today. And thank you, Kieran, um, thank you for, for coming on my episode. And thank you so much for sharing your story. And we both hope that it helps someone, you know, reach out for help. And you're never alone. And it's yeah, one of those things where mental health is really important, especially, you know, got to protect our South Asian brothers out there. Yeah, we've got we to protect you all. And um, like I said, my DMs are always open if you guys ever need to talk about something, if you feel like you can't speak to anyone. And yeah, thanks, Kieran, for coming today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Kieran, do you want them to find you? <laughs> I I don't even I know people say the app, but I don't even know my app. Once yeah, his I'll I'll put his app on the description link, guys, because you Sweet. don't even know what it is. I actually don't know. I changed it a couple of years back, and I can't remember it. Oh god! I yeah, see. I'll give you. I'll give my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. But thank you so much, and that's all for today, guys. So I'll speak to you all soon. Bye.